Hi. <laughs> my name is Kenneth. I uh, blew out my left blue tennis shoe last week. Just wanted to point that out. It's completely bone in half now. It made me very sad while doing it. So, uh, tonight I was going to share my testimony with y'all. And all that God has done for me all these years. First, I'd like to pray, though. Father, we're in heaven, Lord. Thank you for this day, Lord, and thank you for all they've given us. Thank you for each and every person that's here tonight, Lord. Thank you for giving them a way to come to you, Lord. Thank you for keeping this church open for so long, Lord. And thank you for all those that are helping out, Lord. Lord, thank you for the ministry, Lord, that we've been able to provide to all those in this community, Lord. And thank you for all the preachers here, Lord. Thank you for the choir director, Harold, Lord. Thank you for Mike and Mike and Mike, Lord. Lord, bless everyone in here, Lord, in a way that only you can, Lord. Move in this purpose tonight, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Yeah. So many of you know me. My name is Kenneth. How are you? That's better than I thought you were going to be, going to be honest. I've gone to this church for about 15 years, and I am 17, so I've gone here for a very long time. Uh, and through those years, through all the mishaps and the mayhem that this church has caused in the community, I'm glad to say that we have been able to remain together, intertwined and as a union as we are today. Thank God for that, that we're still here after all that time. Uh, I got saved out in that foyer when I was eight years old uh, by a woman that led me. I cannot remember her name. I cannot remember the scripture she told me. I cannot remember what was preached that Sunday. But I remember that we went to Long John Silver's afterwards. That's the important part of it. Uh, I ended up following in Believer's Baptism 364 days afterwards, which was a little disappointment because I couldn't reach a full year. One day off. And then uh, I didn't do communion for a very long time because I have this beautiful sister named Rachel who makes me very angry sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, according to 1 Corinthians, speaking of communion, according to 1 Corinthians 11, chapter 11, verse 27, it says, uh, giving context to why I didn't do communion. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, unworthy shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak, and many sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. So that scared the life out of me as a child. Because uh, God's kind of powerful. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but he kind of sent numerous amounts of plagues upon Israel. Like, he rained frogs down from heaven. Imagine, instead of raining cats and dogs, just raining frogs. I think that would be really funny, but probably not as fun as I would like. Okay. And so I, in turn, fulfilled both. Eventually, I did, in fact, partake in communion. 
and I fulfilled the two ordinances that we were commanded to fulfill, to fulfill, you know, and I stayed faithful to God for a good amount of time, you know, and I only, and you, I always obeyed my parents. Y'all believe that, right? Never took a misstep out of my parents' views. Nothing ever went wrong in that household, right, Dad? And then I entered middle school. <laughs> um, you know, everybody is not a Christian, and that is a Christian, say it's easier to live without God. And they are absolutely right. It is 100% easier to live in this world without God. To just accept temptation every single day without remorse for your actions. And See, but with God... You've got a massive advantage in every single situation. He is amazing. The way I like to think about it, it's like lifting weights as a kindergartner. You go to competition where there's two guys on a team. You got one kindergartner, and then you got Bryce on your team. And the rest of the teams have kindergartners on. Now, Bryce is kind of strong. I don't know if you knew this or not. Bryce can bench like 400 pounds and squat like 600. He's a big, strong boy. Am I correct? <laughs> Bryce can bench my bench max with one hand, if that puts it into perspective. He doesn't even have to try. And that's what God is in every situation. Because we're all his children. And whoever team he's on will always win. Because he's that much better. See, and many times we don't realize that we have someone as big and as strong, as powerful as God is on our team. See, many times we think we lose because we, don't we can't see the trees for the forest. Forest for the trees. Whatever that expression is, you, you know what I'm talking about. Because, but according to the Gospels, it is finished. See, with God, we've already won. And for many years, it was that exact same way. I knew that I had God on my side, so I never worried about anything. And after having so many situations resolved by God, I'm eight. Keep this in mind. Many situations are not that difficult to resolve. But God resolved them anyway. Any, every single situation that you have, God will resolve it for you if you pray to him. And he doesn't think any less of anyone for asking for any situation to be helped with. Thank the Lord. And after having so many situations resolved that easily, I started to think that it was me who was doing the situations. Y'all ever thought that way? That, no. That you were the one, you were the kindergartner that was able to bench 400 pounds. Not Bryce. When in fact, it was him doing that heavy lifting the whole time. Yeah. And I can see it now, I don't have good vision. I'll be honest with you. But my hindsight is in fact 20-20. So looking back, I can tell you 
I was an idiot. Uh, my ego got inflated. My parents have no idea what I'm talking about, obviously. But uh, my ego kind of inflates very easily after doing something good. And I can almost tell you the exact moment when I thought, I'm doing amazing. I don't need his help anymore. When I was told that in the bathroom, a lot of my stuff happens in the bathroom for some reason. I don't know why. This is what I get told stuff in the bathroom. When my friend told me that that's the one thing I like about you, Kenna, you always have a positive perspective. And that just made my ego go, Pfft. and I don't know why, but I can track it down to that day. Everything seemed to change. Started to uh, run with, well, this is the worst spelling of Nebuchadnezzar I've ever seen. N-E-B-E-L-K-R-N-E-S-Z-A-S. -E -E I'm sorry. I just felt the need to tell you that I can't spell. But the uh, point of me writing Nebuchadnezzar down was that his ego was slightly inflated. You know, he kind of built this 90-foot-high statue of himself and had everyone in the area pray to worship it. But after I had those thoughts, I kind of started to spiral. You know, as you spiral, things started to go out of control. My situation at school was not the best. Um, and my relationship with God got very, very strained. It was being pulled thin. Um, and I started running around with the wrong crowd, wrong crowd. It was a very not good crowd. Many of them were addicted to several different things. And they were putting them, and eventually I got addicted to Cussing, that's the best way I can put it. I had a very, 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 very bad potty mouth. It was like a toilet that hadn't been cleaned in three years. It was awful. For example, one morning between 7.45 when I got to school and 8 o'clock, I was going to jump 100 times for every cuss word I said. And by 8 o'clock, I had lowered it to 25, 25 jumps for every cuss word I said because I'd already made it to 2,025. I could not shut my mouth for the life of me. It was very not good. See, according to James 10, not James 10, James 3.10, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and curse. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. But that relationship that I had with God was the only, that strained relationship was the only thing that was keeping me out of what those other guys got into. As of right now, I'm going to tell you what some of them are currently doing. One of them has broken out of rehab three times. Two of them have dropped out of school. Two of them have been charged with serious threats to shoot up the school. One of them have OD'd and several of them are in PLC. And that's where I would be if I didn't, because as far as I know, none of them are saved. And I was not helping that in the slightest. See, but God's never-ending love, that strained relationship that I had, was still a relationship. 
He's still there watching me. He's still there knocking on my heart's door, trying to tell me, you need to get back to him. He kept fighting for me. And eventually, if you don't listen long enough, he does something about it. For me, he sent me a friend that I did not know he was going to do this. My friend pestered me. Pestered me for two years about getting right. And two years in middle school time is like 20 years for y'all. That's all I'm saying. So eventually, I came to a probably, I'm going to say it was completely out of spite. Not going to lie. I was a very spiteful person and still am spiteful, and I need to work on that. But I've finally decided to go back and church, go back and attempt to reestablish a connection that was already there. Keep in mind, I'd been a Christian this whole time. I'd come to been a Christian. I'd been saved, but I and I'd come to church on Sunday. You know, sit in the pew, stand up when he said he was going to preach, pray when they said to pray. But there was nothing there. I wasn't actively trying to worship God in everything that I do. See, And God never forced me to do anything. Because God will never force you to do anything. He'll knock on your heart time and time again telling you what to do. But if you don't answer what he has you, what he's asking you to do, nothing will come of it. So I went to a lock-in because that was the closest event where I could get my spite out. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I can, we started out playing basketball, and then we did this uh, blindfolded maze course that we had. And so me and Mason are on a team. Mason's awesome, just so you know. But anyway, I'm blindfolded, and all I hear is, so it's like, oh no, something just happened. This isn't good. Come to find out, Eli Walker ran into a fire extinguisher twice. And that was the second funniest thing and the second best thing that happened that night because that killed me when I woke when I took my blindfold off and I just see Eli going. But I remember exactly what that message said. It was. People have you in a box. This box designed to, that's never designed to be broken by societal balance. Like, the box can be many things, but it's still a box. You're not supposed to be able to get out of it. But with God's help, you can get out of it. And that night I got right with the Lord and I've been fairly consistent ever since. But God's grace is amazing, isn't it? He's always got my back, no matter what situation, what place, what time. He continually looks out for me. And thank God for that, because I am very dumb. God created everything we see, everything we hear, and everything we feel. And we can't give him more than, a majority of the people can't give him more than 15 minutes of prayer a day. Think about that. He created 
everything. And we can't give him less than a 16th of our day. I don't know how much 15 minutes of the week. We can't even give him that much. And he spends all this time caring for us, preparing us for everything that we do. And many of us never do that. See, we have God on speed dial. I know I've mentioned this before, but we have God. We have the creator of the universe, the most powerful being in all existence. He can, he has unlimited power, knowledge, and wisdom. And we don't call him half the time. We went fishing once, and I always thought that you shouldn't ask God, ask God to help you fish because it's fishing. Why do we need any, why would we annoy God with that request? And then I had to told him like this. Why would you deny the blessing that God could give? In every situation, there's always something more that if we just asked, he would give us. This morning we were talking about how no one really ever does get down, get into the word and pray until after you've been in a bad time this morning at Sunday school. That made me think, the men who really, really pray in some of the best services I've ever seen are the men down at the rescue mission. I mean, have you ever been in a place where the power of God shook the building when they were singing a song? Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Everyone's in on it, and everyone's just there to worship. It's amazing. I feel we need to get back to doing things like that. I mean, God's amazing. I mean, we have exceptional services out in the youth room. Thank God for that, because we need... Because if I'd been a better friend, a better Christian, or a better person, I probably could have helped those guys out and not let them be in those situations that they currently are in. Because that's what Bryce and Miss Candy and all the youth workers are doing out there. They're helping out. They're helping those people come to know Christ, which is what many, many of the people in my generation need. And I think, I thank God that we're still able to preach his word in this country. Thank God for the vets who deserve infinitely more respect than they get. For going out and serving. For taking the risk that they could lay their life down for this country. To keep it so we can continue to worship him. Because I don't care what you say, this country was founded on Christian principles. Amen. Don't care what they're trying to change it. The Lord has blessed this country for years. And thank the Lord he has. In every situation, God has something going on in the background. It doesn't matter where you're from or where you're going. God loves you. God wants you to know that he loves you. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we're in heaven, Lord. Thank you for the day, Lord. Thank you for this message, Lord.
Thank you for everyone in here, Lord, and thank you that we still live in a country where we can worship you. Lord, you've done so much for me, Lord. You've brought me out of many bad situations, too numerous to count, Lord. You keep bringing me out of situations like that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Please allow us, as we go into these weeks, this week, to keep focused on you, Lord, and continually witness, Lord, witness like we should. Place your hand upon each and every one of them. Place your hand to protection around them, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.